welcome to TK Sports YouTube channel. This week we'll bring you another episode of five. This is episode number two. The last episode was such a success. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed your questions. This week again I've gone through quite a number of questions. I tried to count them. There were 500 and something. Just a little disappointed. There was no question about African football. I'm African guys. If you ask me more about African football, they teach you more about African football. When it comes to elections for the CAF presidency, I could stand a chance and actually help African football in the way it does need some helping. Anyhow, let's move on. You guys remember to follow us on our socials, which are going to be down in the link description below and everything like that. Uh, all our other shows or other channels are also down in the link description below. You can get all our content from 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 the description would also like to encourage you to keep interacting with us in the comment section create debates give us your answers from these questions as well whatever you think we'll consider it we'll look at it we'll address it we are a channel that really gives importance to interaction with the viewers so let's get started so that i don't waste too much of your time Let me try to be as honest as possible when it comes to this one because as I've said before all these answers come from the heart I do not get a chance to 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 rehearse to what can I say to to re read them, uh, uh, the questions and script them beforehand I get all these questions from the guys who help me produce this whole thing so when looking at it and hazard we have to look uh, I, I would like to create a metric where we look at the amount of money we spend for a player and his performances uh, we look at guys like jonathan hoodgate uh, it was around 2005 that's when he came to real madrid he performed <laughs> i tried to say quite well i'd be lying it was abysmal but you look at the amount of money Real Madrid spent for Jonathan Hotgate, I think it was 8 million pounds or 8 million euros, I'm not really sure about the currency back then. It was quite normal money, I, I can't say it was cheap, but it was normal money back then, not a lot of money. It was a bad signing, I'm sure if Jonathan Hotgate was here today, you would agree with me, Jonathan Hotgate, I've had a chance to speak to him once or twice, I can't say we're friends, but we've spoken once or twice say his period in Real Madrid was quite abysmal. We look at uh, oh, Thomas Graverson. I can't say Thomas Graverson was quite abysmal, but he was he wasn't the typical Real Madrid signing. So there was always that feeling that he didn't quite fit. But when he played, his performances were quite average. So looking at a guy like Eden Hazard, you buy him when he's got one year left on his contract. For 120 million as it has been reported recently and you look at what is produced for Real Madrid it's quite pathetic really I would, I would say yes he is the worst signing in Real Madrid history can I add more? no nah, nah, not really if, if, if I could add I would say before Hazard went to Real Madrid I expected that he was going to flop but not flop as much as he is flopping. I always knew that they would ask too much of him 
and you couldn't provide because Real Madrid were actually really really looking for a goal scorer to replace Ronaldo's exploits and they buy a guy like Eden Hazard who couldn't even get past 16 goals in the Premier League when I was still in the Premier League it was always written on the wall that Eden Hazard was never going to be a goal scorer he's never been prolific in his career so I, I, I do say he is the worst signing in Real Madrid history about concussion protocols in football. I feel like uh, football is not taking concussions seriously enough. That's first and foremost. Uh, I'm a sports watcher, so I do watch a lot of sport around the world, not just football. I watch American football, basketball, cricket, rugby, everything. So what I can say about football, comparing it with these other sports, when uh, head injuries because i can't just say a concussion because when a head injury happens on the pitch you're not quite sure if it's a concussion or not but i have to say the precautions in in football in soccer are quite relaxed too relaxed for my liking i just don't think they're taking good care of the player's health when it comes to these head injuries you, you let's take an example of american football or rugby of course a lot more physical than uh, soccer but when a player gets injured in American football or rugby you have to go to the dressing room if it's a head injury for about 15 to 20 minutes they have what they call concussion substitutes I've been reading a lot talked to a number of guys in the Premier League Commission they are trying to introduce it uh, into the Premier League I think beginning the 6th of February this is the 5th of February, so yeah, basically starting tomorrow when the weekend game start, they're gonna start trying to give a concussion substitute. But they say the concussion substitutes, you, you get substituted because you've got a head injury, you can't come back. That's the difference between soccer and the other sports. You get to the locker room, you get a few tests done to you. They try to do some diagnostics and find out where you are then if you're not concussed you can come back and play the game i'm sure for soccer they don't want people going out coming in that's what they're trying to 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 avoid is it the best solution i don't i don't know really because as a manager someone gets a head injury in the fifth minute then you have to change them but then they can't come back it seems as if you've sort of wasted a sub but i don't know how they'll 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 use it uh, sorry, that's just my tablets. I, I have a lot of people talking to me. This is a message from Milan. They're, they're sharing with me their transfer strategy for the summer. I'm sure we'll address it in another video. This was uh, quite a challenging. Uh, this is quite a challenging question because I try to look uh, in my uh, dictionary in my. Database, which is this brain. I do like uh, a lot of football stats. I'm not the best at them, but I do remember quite a lot. I think I really started registering football stats when I was very young, 2003 it should be. So if I try to look at the teams I remember winning the Champions League, almost all of them have Brazilians. You look at the 2006 Barcelona, Ronaldinho, 2007 AC Milan, Kaka was the best player in the world then. 
2008, United did the Anderson, he wasn't the best guy, but he, he's still Brazilian. Look at the Barcelona teams that won the Champions League, they always had Danny Alves. These are the names that are just springing in, up, are coming up in my mind when I'm, when I'm thinking of Brazilians who've won the Champions League. Inter Milan and Julius Caesar. So the only team I can't really quite find a Brazilian. I'm sure you guys will check and correct me in the comment section, give me what you think. I, I think it's Liverpool. Liverpool should be the last team to win the Champions League without a Brazilian in their squad. That's 2005. I'm sure, I'm sure you won't find a Brazilian in that squad. It was uh, Rafa Benitez's first season. He bought quite a, a, I can't say a huge number, but a few Spanish players brought them into his squad so that he could try maybe teach the English guys that were in, in the Liverpool squad and the French guys left by Gerard Roulier some of his football. He wanted people who were quite accustomed to the way he played. So Liverpool is the last team to win the Champions League without a Brazilian in the squad. <sighs> let me let me think, let me think. Of course there are about two or three that come the spring to mind come up so quickly. Hugo Loris, uh, Spurs have been struggling quite a lot, but if you look at the statistics, the expected goals they've been supposed to concede and what they've conceded really shows the, uh, the job that he's been doing. So basically what I'm trying to tell the, the viewers, the supporters of this channel is, you look at how Spurs are playing at the moment, it's quite poor, they're losing some games. But the stats suggest that they're supposed to be losing even more games than they're losing at the moment. Hugo Lloris is a big part of why they're not losing. Uh, I would also consider Edison. Edison, I think, is considered about is it 13, 14 goals this season from the games he's played. I think he's got more clean sheets than the goals he's considered. That's, that's what the stats are suggesting. But these two, I, cons I consider them one of uh, some some of the best in the Premier League but if I'm to choose one I have to go for Damian Emiliano Martinez I think he's, the, he's been the best goalkeeper in the Premier League this season what a difference he's made at Villa of course he's not the only one who's playing well at Villa there's still Jack Grealish or all, all the other guys but from a defensive aspect they used to leak goals last season they were leaking goals for fun and he's come in and he's made them stable and he's keeping out a lot of chances that are supposed to go in this i'm saying i'm not really a stats guy but some of the stats do suggest that damian martinez should have considered maybe five or six more goals than he has considered and he has been able to keep them out that's just his brilliance i don't think there's any keeper who's performing at that at that level at the moment in the premier league so for me damian emiliano martinez is the best keeper in the premier league at the moment 2021 save it maybe at the end of the season we look at the question again it might be different but at the moment damian martinez has got my vote um the i've i've read a couple of reports they were suggesting that maybe chelsea have got an advantage because of thomas Tuchel. he might be the Trump card in the whole negotiations. There's rumors that Bayern do want him, Liverpool do want him, Manchester United are also in talks with him. But one thing I, I want to tell the viewers about German football, what basically this is just from my heart, what I've seen, 
what I believe. Uh, a guy like Dario Pemecano, if he goes to a foreign club, if he, he doesn't go to Bayern, that's what I'm saying, it's most probably because Bayern have seen some weaknesses in his game. You look at most of the German players that have left the Bundesliga, the, the, the big the big hyped up stars who have left the Bundesliga from these smaller clubs going to big clubs overseas. They've the, the had flaws in their game. You look at a guy like maybe Kai Havertz struggling at the moment. A guy like Ozil went to Real Madrid. He was brilliant, brilliant at some point, but there were weaknesses in his game. You look at a guy like Leroy Sané went to Man City, brilliant, but still there's problems with, with coaches as I've understood. He comes back to Bayern, it seems as if they're regretting that decision at the moment of bringing him back. He's not quite the key player or performing at the level that they want him to perform at. So, the best club for Dayo Pimakano from that, I don't know, I, I'll call it a, a conspiracy. That conspiracy is Bayern Munich. That's the best club for him. If he doesn't go to Bayern, if he rejects Bayern or Bayern doesn't buy him, it surely means that there's a lot of weaknesses in his game. That's that's my opinion. So these were the five quest, five best questions chosen by the team for me to answer. Um, I'd like to say thank you to the team for keeping up uh, asking the, the, the viewers questions and everything. You can start leaving questions in the comment section for the video next week or you can follow us on our socials that are going to be down in the link description. Give us all the football questions you might want, want me to answer and I'll, I'll surely address them at some point the, the team will choose the best five questions thank you for supporting this video please remember to share like and subscribe share with everyone you know give us the likes you know we were feeling the love thank you for the love guys it's been a it's been a wonderful week that's all for this week's episode of five thank you goodbye